It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. The driver's seat. Good start from Stephen Johnson. A really good one. Johnson leads the race. Daniel Ricciardo gives Renault their first podium. Cam Waters is our 2020 pole sitter at Bathurst. The driver's seat. Oh, in defence. That's massive. That's massive. Yes! 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 The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Excellent job. It is post-race week here on The Driver's Seat. We've still got, well, here down south, uh, I don't know about you guys up in Queensland, Matt and Steve, but it has been very, very cold here. So quite an adjustment, but uh, welcome to another edition of The Driver's Seat. A very good triple crown, wasn't it? Uh, it was, and to answer your question, Nimsy, not cold at all. It's uh, what is it, Steve? About twenty degrees most days. Well, how about you turn your mic on? Hang on, my mic's on there. How's that? <laughs> uh, the program working well. Uh, you're about twenty degrees most days. Yeah, well, I got yeah. sunburnt today. Actually, I um, can see that. Very red. Yeah, yeah. You look. You look. Slightly beetrootish. Beetrootish. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Didn't realise that was. I feel a bit beetrootish. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't realise that was a verb. But uh, hey, look, we've got uh, a a lot of news happened off track uh, at the Darwin Triple Crown, and uh, we've got one of the head honchos that is involved in that news. Please welcome back to the driver's seat. In fact, for the first time since uh, since last year and before lockdown and all that. One, the one and only Tim Edwards. Let's try that again. Oh, working wow. beautifully, oh, Nancy. <laughs> oh, I know, I oh, know. Let's wow. try that again. Please welcome back to the driver's seat, the one and only Tim Edwards. Yep, evening, guys. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds Tongue like you've twisted. all had a few beers to warm up this <laughs> Well, I've got, I've got sunstroke anyway, so apart from that, <laughs> you've probably got sunstroke too, Tim, from being uh, in Darwin, so that was good weather up there, wasn't it? It was lovely weather up there. It's, uh, yeah, I arrived back in Melbourne and it was about two degrees, so I had about a 30-degree uh, uh, temperature shift. Oh, that's yeah, that's all right. I had, I I had thermal shock, a bit like the brake rotors have at the end of the Bathurst Strait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hey, mate, massive news coming out of Darwin on the weekend was that uh, you guys, Tickford, have got another wreck for 2022, going back to four cars. So that's obviously got to be something that um, you're extremely happy about. And, and obviously, Tommy Randall um, coming on board for, for a full-time seat next year. Um both of those things, massive positives for the weekend. Yeah, look, I mean, you know, our business model for, for several years has been four cars, and obviously we've run four of our own. We've had customers in there with people like Phil Monday, um, and, you know, it was never our intention to drop back to three cars, but obviously through circumstances out of control, that was sort of forced upon us this year. And so, you know, when the opportunity came to, to tender for a wreck, um, uh, recently, we we sort of jumped at it because you know we need to get back to that. You know, I don't I don't do odd numbers. I can't hop in a car and not have a not have the radio on an even number and to have three cars <laughs> in the lane is is you know it, it comes with its challenges. You know, it's it makes it awkward. You know, when you've got a single car there that you've got to pair with someone else. So, you know, the right move for us to, to was to get back to four cars. You know, our, our businesses. You know, if you look at the manufacturing ability we've got and all those sort of. You know, it's all geared around running four cars, and so we needed to get back to doing that. And you know, we, we, you know, you're obviously always in the market looking to see if there is another Phil Monday around that that might want you know that sort of 
um, you know, turnkey solution. But in the absence of that, uh, you know, we needed to bite the bullet, buy a wreck, and um, and get you know get going again ourselves with that fourth car. Uh, Tim, let's talk Darwin just for a second. Um, the results for the team over the weekend. How would you? Describe that. Of course, it was a, a wild card for Tommy Randall, but Waters, Courtney, and LeBrock. Talk to me about their results and, and how it all worked. What did you think? Uh, personally, that was an average weekend for us. I mean, we got we got a second on Saturday, which obviously is a you know is a good result. But um, you know, JC had some some good speed. Um, you know, he was you know consist- consistently sort of in the hunt, so to speak. But you know. It, Cam really battled with his his car all weekend. He just particularly in qualifying, he just couldn't find that sweet spot with it. Um, and you know, when you're looking for a tenth, you know, the sweet spot's really what you're looking for. So you know, it was a it wasn't a you know it wasn't a, one of our stronger events, but you know, there was you know some definite positives come out of it. And and Tommy Randall was one of them. And uh, you know, the great thing was we announced to everybody that you know he was part of our lineup for next year. And and then he went out and had a strong weekend. You know, we had a bit of an issue. Um, on the first race on Sunday, which we're not, we, we've got to, we changed the whole front, front end of the car after that race because he had massive vibration in the front to a, not sure if it's a cracked rotor or something like that. But, um, but apart from that mechanical, you know, he, he drove solidly all weekend and, and really demonstrated to people why we signed him. And so, you know, yeah. that move that he put on Anton, you know, that was a ripper, you know, to have the mental capacity to pull that off, you know, just shows that, you know, he's, He's not stretching himself, and um, you know and that's why you know we've obviously been grooming him, you know, in the background. And that's the reason we run our Super Two program um, is to find our next Cam Waters, and uh, and you know we've believed in Tom since we first ran him. Mm. I mean, he's actually going to because of that move. He's going to certainly feature in my uh, three, two, one votes for the weekend. But um, <laughs> I mean, where do you where do you see Tickford at the moment compared to say? Triple Eight and DJR. I mean, it wasn't one of your greatest weekends, as you said. I mean, are there improvements to be made? And if there are improvements, where are they? Because, you know, we get quite a bit of feedback here on the driver's seat from our fans, and you're well-funded. You've got great drivers. Um, and, I, I mean, has this year or even the last couple of years for you been a pass mark, Tim, in your opinion? Uh, well, unless you're winning the championship, you know, it can never be a pass mark. You know, we don't. We don't go racing just to, to make up the numbers, you know. I often say to people, you know, if we've had a second or a third, well, that's a good result, but it's not a great result. Uh, you know, a great result is, is winning the race. And and you also don't want to be a one-trick pony. You know, we don't want to rely you know, solely on Cam, you know. I need his teammates up there fighting with him, taking points off other people, you know. I don't. Mm-hmm. So, so we're not performing as, as well as we'd like. You know, we're still, you know, we've been for a decade or more one of the top three teams in the championship. You know, invariably every year we finish, you know, in the set, you know, in that sort of top end of the uh, of the championship. And so, you know, for the last few years we've been sitting in garage three, you know, year on year. And even when we have a shocker of a year, we still finish third in the team's championship. So, you know, we're we're, we're still one of the, you know, I describe it as the powerhouse teams of the pit lane. And mm-hmm. you know, we really are in control of our own destiny. We're not just a customer just saying, you know, here's the. Yeah, you know, here's here's my money and give me what I need. You know, we're developing our own car and we're manufacturing our own parts. So, you know, we we do everything ourselves. And sometimes that's you know, you could argue that's maybe not the best business model, but that's the way this was business was set up. You mm. know, by ProDrive, best part of 20 years ago. So, mm. you know, we do do our own in, in-house engine program. You know, we, 
we we do so much more than a lot of other teams um and and it's a bit it, it will be difficult at this point to even unwind some of those things because you know you set yourself on a on a course and you've got a facility that's got all this in it um what would you do with it if you weren't doing a lot of those things so you know it's um but but look getting back to your question look it, We've got to do better, and we're striving to do that. You know, we tested a whole host of new parts on our car at the Winton test. Mm. You know, unfortunately, then, you know, we got exited out of the state, and so you then go into a holding pattern. Um, you know, whilst other teams were tested in Queensland, we were all just locked in houses in New South Wales, not able to do anything other than stare at our laptops. In fact, our cars were sitting in the truck, you know, largely set up for Winton, so we had an enormous amount of work to do even when we got to Darwin because we needed to convert them into Darwin cars, which had, you know, different drop gears and completely different suspension set up. Um, so, you know, they're, they're not excuses, but it certainly wasn't one of our stronger rounds saying that, you know, we still got a second. So we're, we're still there. And, and I think for, for young Tom, you know, he showed that, you know, to, um, to have never even driven on that track before the weekend, yeah. Yeah. you know, to, to perform as well as he did, shows that you know he's he's got he's, he's got the goods and i think that also shows that you know the you know there is depth coming in our team you know mm-hmm. rome wasn't built in a day and jc jc's just been firing more and more you know he was consistently in the 10 all weekend and you know on the back just off the podium so you know he, he had a very strong weekend um you know jack jack's really struggling in qualifying it's just his achilles heel at the moment and this category is a qualifying category and so yeah you know, that's we're working very hard in the background to try and you know give Jack the car he needs to qualify better because we know he can race well. He's demonstrated that in the past, but mm. you don't get to show that when you qualify. You know, not in the front half of the field. No matter who you are. So, what what would you like to see, or what does the second half of the year look for look like for you to be a success? What do you think needs to happen to be to oh, have a, a good successful second half? I had the exact conversation with Cam Waters today. We need more wins. You know, we've had six or seven second places and one win. You know, you don't want to be the bloke who's always finishing second. You know, that's almost more frustrating than not being on the podium at all. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. And it's difficult, it's difficult to say that, you know, getting all those second places, you know, it just probably makes you even more hungry for, well, why am I still one step away? And look, Gizzy, you know, there's no shine away from the fact that Gizzy is – he is on he is on form at the moment you know he is the man to beat um and you know in most of those if not all of the just about all of those second places are actually behind gizzy so yeah um so look you know we've got to get more wins so what about moving forward tim like with next next year you've got um obviously got tommy locked in but the three current drivers are all off contract at the moment yeah so is it your idea to try to keep a bit of harmony there and, you know, try to lock all three of them away so you've got those three plus Tommy next year? Or are you looking at changing the driver lineup? You know, I'm I'm obviously pretty sure that Cam's fairly safe, but, <laughs> but you know, what, what's your well, plan Cam, Cam, moving forward? Cam, Cam's fit. Cam's fairly safe because I got an automatic renewal clause that was triggered last <laughs> year anyway. So, there so, it is. <laughs> so yeah, Cam's not going anywhere. So yep. um, look, JC's a little bit different. He is actually he is part of the t- uh, the Boost furniture, so he he comes as part of our of our deal with um, with Boost. And look, we would dearly love to keep him. He's been a great asset to the team, and 
um, you know, he's fitted in so well. Um, and I think, you know, even when I roll the clock forward and think about Gen 3, somebody with his experience would be ideal to be in one of our cars for, for Gen 3. But, you know, that's all part of working through the commercialities of who sponsors our cars next year, which, you know, we're always actively working on, as every other team is. Um, and then, and, and Jack, well, you know, you know, he's he's got to perform. He knows that, yep. and, and we're doing everything we can, and he's doing everything he he can. You know, you, you have to perform in this category, um, and you know, we hope, and as does he, that we can, you know, we can we can find his sweet spot, and and he can start to deliver. I I want to. There was scuttlebutt and rumor and innuendo flying around the halls of motorsport at the moment about that triple eight seat. <laughs> Here we go. Watch, watch Grab out. Grab the watch keys out, to the room of hell. We're going to crank it up. If, if you um, log on to Speed Cafe tomorrow and you see, <laughs> see something. <laughs> I, I want to pose a scenario to you, Tim. Uh, mm. Brock Feeney doesn't get the triple eight seat. Um, Peter Adderton's come out during the week and said, no matter what happens with that triple eight seat, Brock Feeney will be in a main game supercar next year. Could we see, is it in the universe of possibility, we will see a two-car boost main game team at Tickford with Feeney and Courtney? Well, nothing's beyond the realms of possibility. Oh, <laughs> um, but, but, it's not a yes, uh, it's not, not a really no. That's not really your serious uh, suggestion. So, I mean, <laughs> Who, who would know? I mean, you know, it's not—it's not like Peter to put things out there for, um, for, um, um, you know, to. Um, yeah, he, uh, he's well some people rumor. like you to, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you talk about scuttlebutt earlier. Um, you have a, um, Peter loves his scuttlebutt in public. <laughs> yes, he does. It's not exactly rumor and innuendo behind the scenes, is it, with Peter? <laughs> no, he just, not really. He just don't throws we, it out there. <laughs> When you're not when you post it on every social media forum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, I think you know, I I, I think that triple uh, eight seat, whenever that is announced, is going to is going to be the the unlocking of the key, so to speak. To to it'll be the key that unlocks all the driver seats about uh, about next year, and I think it's going to be really interesting to watch. Um, Gen three, tell us about Gen three because. Well, oh, think that are under the most pressure there. You're under the pump. You've they've got, got so many cars to that's build. That's right. You've got three customer cars. Possibly one for Blanchard. I want to, and, and this is for me, right? This is for me personally. I know our listeners, are, again, have given us feedback on this. And I think I saw you being interviewed on it um, across the weekend about Gen 3 and its timing of introduction. Because as a fan, I look at it and go, how can, and I know it's going to be tested throughout the year, but how can you start a championship with one car and then finish it with a completely new car. Would it not have made sense for you and for everyone else to take a whole year of development and then introduce the car in 2023? Because I just do not get the decision and why it was made. I'd love you to tell me why it's a good decision. Talk about putting me on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) Look, in all honesty, Every team is happy with the decision that, about when we run the car. Everybody's bought into it. So it wasn't like it caught any of us off guard. Yeah. Um, yep, you're not wrong. It is a little bit unusual. But the, but the hope from a team's perspective is that, well, we are going to be running these cars for the first half of the year. So 
uh, the hope from, you know, certainly if I just put my own selfish team hat on, sure. I'm hoping that we get a greater understanding of that car than our competitors in that first six months of the year. So so we do come out as one of the, the leading contenders, you know, when we switch cars. Naturally, I'm hoping that we're one of the leading contenders even in our current cars for the for the first half of next year. So I think yeah. there's, also, there's a self-belief in the teams that, well, we're not actually bothered by it because we all think that we're going to do a you know, equivalent job that we're doing at the moment. And if I think, well, at that point in time, I'm leading or second or third in the championship, my expectation is my form's not going to change because I'm, I will have done enough homework that when I yeah. jump into that car, I'm going to be as competitive as I was before. So, you know, look, yeah, there's, there's plenty of people saying, well, why just, don't you just do it in 2023? Well, you know what? There is always commercial pressure in life. Everyone, you know, mm. you've got commercial pressure. Everybody's Absolutely. got commercial pressure. So there is always reasons in the background as to why you make decisions. And sometimes you just can't talk about them and say, it's X, Y, and Z has driven us to that, you know, whether... So, you know, I think you've just got to trust the teams that, that we believe this is the right decision for us as teams. You know, now, personally, had we gone racing with them at the start of next year, I wouldn't have been happy with that. I'm happy that we're going to race them in the middle of the year. Okay. Doing it at the start would have would have been a real challenge and we would have had our ring hanging out over the Christmas break. Now, mm. I'm going to have four chassis sitting in my factory by the end of October this year, complete fabricated chassis sitting there that I will just then quietly and diligently go about assembling and by, you know, February next year, I'll have at least two of them as running cars that, that I can go testing with. And then the other two cars will be just tinkered along in the background. And so from a timing perspective, I'm more than comfortable that we're going to have sufficient testing of these cars. And we're also going to have sufficient time to build them without burning out our staff. So, you know, so from working from this day forward, it's the right decision. And then if you understood some of the commercial pressures and that in the background, you understand, well, you know, we needed to do it next year. And all the teams have bought into that and we're supportive of it. And like I say, We've all selfishly or naively or whatever you want to call it, got the belief <laughs> in ourselves that, well, I'm going to be competitive even when we change cars. So, um, you know, and there'll be teams thinking, well, I'm going to be more competitive in this new car than I am at the moment. So they'll also have their own agenda thinking that this is going to be their leg up. So they, they, they want it next year rather than wait until 23 because if they believe they're going to be more competitive then they want it as soon as they can. So mm. when you actually sort of break it down, you know, apart from a, a bit of confusion from the public as to why we would, um, we're all comfortable with it. But I've got to say, Tim, that's about the best answer I've heard from any representative up and down pit lane, be it supercar or from team land, as to why everyone's happy to do it. Mm. So I, I'm glad you said that because, as I said, we get feedback all the time. And even I cracked off a couple of weeks ago about I thought it was just a dumb decision. But when you put it that way and you and you actually express or the teams and or supercars express to the fan base why, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. You go, okay, no dramas. As long as you can have a lot of testing before, then yeah. that's the decision that's been made. But I guess one of my biggest criticisms over this whole Gen 3 thing, Tim, has been the lack of communication from supercars, which has no doubt frustrated teams as well, to the fan base about who, what, why and how Gen yeah. 3 is being rolled out. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand that, and, and, and I think you know, t- to be honest, I think supercars have learned a bit of a lesson there as well. You know, even a lot of the teams have been a bit frustrated by that. So that, you know, there's been a, a fair come to Jesus, you know, with you know trying to 
you know, pass a lot more information down. But it's one of those things, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You know, you give out too much information, you know, and some of it might be confidential and you can guarantee within 24 hours it'll be on Speed Cafe. So, you know, <laughs> you, 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 you kind of, you know, if you sit in their shoes, they're going, well, we can't tell everybody this because we know it'll get out straight away. So, we, you know, or we can't send them an image of that out because we know it'll get straight out. You know, so you're always battling with that as well. Um, but yeah, look, I think, you know, there's been a few lessons learned in this, um, and, and some of the reasons why we make decisions have to remain commercial in confidence, you know? In fact, in fact, we've just had Ben from Dolby, one of our listeners text in saying, good work, Tim Edwards, best explanation of the current Gen 3 situation I've heard to date. So there you go. Immediate response to that. So well done. Yep. And, yeah, and and you mentioned uh, speaking about uh, commercial commitments and whatnot. Uh, we should point out that Tim Edwards does appear as our feature interview. Thanks to our good friends Ryko Filters. You can ask your mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. Um, but ching, but Tim, perfect timing. Yeah, but Tim, I want to quickly look ahead towards the not too distant future with Bathurst on the horizon. Now, we we already know that Tommy Randall's locked in as a co-driver this year, along with James Moffat and Alex Premer making his uh, debut for the team. But uh, we saw earlier on that DJR announced a backup driver in case Scott McLaughlin can't leave the United States. Do you guys have one in case Alex Premier is stuck in Vegas? Uh, well, he lives in LA now, but 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 Scotty's stuck for different reasons. Um, you know, he's got the commitment of um, he can't afford the fourteen days quarantine. Um, Alex is not. Alex has always known that effectively he's in for a five week trip to to, to do Bathurst. Um, because he needs to come, do 14 days, then we test, you know, and then we prep for Bathurst. So, uh, you know, whereas Scotty's got a slightly different, you know, he, he doesn't have time in his schedule to slot in that 14 days of quarantine. So they are they are different. Um, you know, we're, we're still working through that. Um, it's, um, you know, the first process is getting your visa, which Alex is doing at the moment, but you can't apply for your exemption to come here until you're in a two-month window. So... We're not quite there yet. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Tim, you've uh, you've sat in the driver's seat hot seat and done very, very well. If anyone's earned themselves a beer after this interview, I think it's you, mate. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, Thank you. Hey, mate, we really do appreciate you being incredibly transparent. That's why we love getting you on board because you go straight to the source and there's no rumour and innuendo and scuttlebutt like that. But uh, you got a couple of weeks back home, thankfully, before you head up to Townsville. Mm. So uh, hopefully you can put the feet up well, just a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, well, not quite at home. My uh, my boys do uh, some a uh, bit of motocross and desert racing, and we've got the Hatter Desert Race next week. So as of uh, next week, I'll be in the desert pre-running for a few days before the Hatter Desert Race next weekend. So I'm not going to have too many days at home. But um, anyway, you you actually missed Townsville, Tim, didn't you? Was it was it last year or the year before with uh, with that yeah, race? I missed it a couple of times for the Hatter Desert Race. Yeah. That's right. And they did so, not, and, did they not And didn't they actually the win. team win? What with you not there? <laughs> they may have. <laughs> <laughs> and your point is no. Oh it's just I, I, it was just all coming back to me. It was. I just I, I, that was so actually you, my you, you, you thanked me with you thanked me for it with and offered me a beer and then you slandered me. <laughs> that was actually meant to be my inside voice. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's very very funny. Well, good luck to the boys anyway. Make sure they stay safe out there in that (laughs) desert. Yep. (laughs) uh, Yep.
But Tim, we, we appreciate you jumping aboard the driver's seat, mate. Uh, enjoy uh, enjoy what brief uh, time you have off before you're back at the racetrack, and uh, hopefully we'll chat to you soon on the driver's seat. No worries. Cheers, guys. Here you go. Tim Thank Edwards you. joining us here on the driver's seat. Nice work, Steve. Well done, and we'll never get him back <laughs> yeah. on. You know what? I didn't get to say much, yeah. and when I did, I put my foot straight in it. <laughs> I, I kind of, I, I must admit, I kind of took over that interview there because... No, it was good. Like I, I loved hearing that from Tim because yeah. we needed to hear that. Gen three stuff. We, I think you you're needed right. to, oh, 100%. You, know, you, you, you needed to ask the hard questions about. Well, they weren't really hard, but wanting to get his personal explanation on on yep. the way Tickford's performing and what they need to do. But yep. we've and never actually had that answer given to us. Like no. I'm sure no, that I, question's been been asked. Yeah, I thought Tim was really open and forthright and honest. There, they know they're not doing well enough, and mm. they're going to need to pick their game up. And I think they're all looking towards that Gen Three as a bit of a oh, thank God, car of the future or Gen yeah. Two or whatever. It's gone, and we can reset the clock a little bit because you look at those results over the weekend, Stevie J. Like a P two for Waters, then a P seven, P eight. Courtney had a P ten, a P ten, a P five. LeBrock had a twenty and eleven and a fifteen, and Randall, who you can't go by anything, had a nine twenty five and eleven. Yeah. That's just not good enough. It's hard. And what Tim was saying was right about coming into the new car, and some may have a grasp of it better than others. If you remember back rightly to the start of the car of the car future, of the future. Um, it was like six winners, wasn't it? BJR were absolutely killing it. They yep. were smoking everybody. They yep. were on top of the car of the future before anybody else mm. got, you know, obviously got wind of what they needed to get into the window. Uh, and that may that may happen with Tickford with Gen 3. It may mm-hmm. happen with BJR again. You never Correct. know. So Correct. it could really throw the cat amongst the pigeons for the, the you know, obviously the mid-season onwards next year, especially if, you know, Red Bull and DJR don't have a handle on it straight away. And Harrison's just chimed in. Harrison, best interview all year, Tim Edwards. Yep. Mate, well done. Thanks, thanks for that. Well done, Harrison. Yep. Thanks straight here. You heard it here first on the driver's seat. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tim Edwards was, of course, our feature interview thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask me connect for Ryko Filters, the professional choice. We'll get to some of your texts in just a moment, but keep them coming in. 0433981116 is the number. You're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. And uh, I'll tell you what, before we get to our Bendix Breaks big moment, we've got to get to these texts because they've been coming in thick and fast. Uh, Stevie, you've got the screen in front of you. You want to go through some of them? I will. I will. I'll go. Th- I'll go through a couple here. Uh, where are we? We'll start with uh, Little Mac from t- from Toowoomba. Oh, Little Mac from Toowoomba. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So it's a safe fellas. Little Mac from Toowoomba. So SVG's move on Car Eleven, brilliant or not? Question mark. As an unbiased spectator, TV seemed to show SVG bounce off the ripple strip. Tag the rear quarter, miss the apex, tag turn 11. Oh, this is a story. And <laughs> popped in front of the entire field. Yeah, you had to be the biggest text that we had. <laughs> Third of the field, making contact and destroying quite a few cars. Um, anyway, so we'll, uh, I'll skip the next eight lines. Um, but it's there or thereabouts. Um, I actually thought it was a good move. Yeah. You know what? I actually thought it was, people are going to say why. Well, you know, in the end of the day, you're a race driver and, you know, Anton Senna once said it, you know, if uh, if there's a gap and you don't go for it, you're no longer a race driver. And it, he faked out. Obviously, Anton thought Shane was going down the right-hand side. So Anton moved away from the wall and left well more than a car with down the inside and yeah. Shane went down the inside. Yeah, he might have missed the apex by a metre or two, but he was still on the track. He didn't go off the track. 
And I just think that, you know, I mean, I, I actually put more on Scott Pye hitting Anton in the back left corner, yeah. spinning him around which, than Shane. Which Anton put his hand up for that as uh, Anton? Shane. Scott Pye put his hand up for yeah. that as well. He so said that was my fault. I, I, and, you know, I, I, it was actually quite funny because I rang my old man and, and he was – he was, oh, well, he was fairly, he was fuming. I was about to say, there would have been a lot of effing and jeffing from yeah, uh, I, Big I was, DJ there. I was there. just thinking, I can't say what he was saying to me. And, and he was and he was going on about Shane. And I'm like, you know, I can tell you something that I don't think Shane did anything wrong. He's like, oh, you're just saying that because you're mates with him. I said, no, I'm saying that because I've done driving standards advising roles. and yeah, Drive through Johnson. What did, and what did he do? He didn't do anything. He actually went down the inside because Anton left room. Anton needed to stay left and not let, any opportunity for any car to go down the Particularly inside. Particularly SVG. Absolutely. Like, if you leave a little bit, he's going to get through. Uh, Tommy in Toowoomba. Hi, guys, with the Gen 3 testing at the start of 2022. Hang on, hang on. Hang current... if, if you're going to read a text from Tommy in Toowoomba, do it right, please. Sorry. That's better. There we go. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys, with the, with the Gen 3 testing at the start of 2022, uh, will it be current drivers or co-drivers testing at events or independent test days? If the co-drivers at calendar events then get the choice of co-drivers would be important for teams to uh, and great to get co-drivers for early next year. Look, Tommy, no one knows. No one knows just yet. Um, who knows? I, I, I don't think it'll be at events. I think it'll be behind closed doors testing at SMP and QR and maybe a few other bits and pieces. But we will have to wait and see because that's one thing we still don't know about Gen 3 just yet. We don't. We don't. We got a really good one here from Ben from Dolby as well, just saying, hey, guys, long-time listener and uh, obviously first-time texter, which is cool. Yeah. And I love getting the first-time texts. That's great. Mm. Just basically saying, was glad to see Tommy Randall out on track on the weekend. And awesome that he's going to be on the grid in 2022. He's fantastic to watch and everything he drives and look forward to seeing how he goes. Uh, 2022 is going to be shaping up as an exciting, exciting year. And I think he's dead right. I think mm. 2022 with Tommy and mm-hmm. you know, a little bit of new blood, there's, there's obviously some seats available that we don't know who's going to fill them yet. Yep. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be quite cool. And, you know, after speaking with Tim Edwards just before, mm. with with regard to Gen Three, it's actually got me even more excited about it, I, and I agree with what he was saying. So it could throw the cat amongst the pigeons as well. So we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah. Greg text in, and he just said, "Hey boys, licorice all sorts uh, for the racing on the weekend at Darwin. Big difference between qualifying results and race results. Shows the difference between race pace and qualifying results." Between Ford and Holden. Look, I mean, Greg, thanks, but forget the Ford, Horden, Ford and Holden thing. They're all exactly the same car. Mm. The reality is some cars are good on their tyres and some aren't. The biggest, the biggest example of that uh, was Cam Waters, who qualified well and then just went backwards throughout every race apart from race two. So good on you, Greg. But, yes, there is a big difference between being able to put one lap together and being able to put a race weekend together. That is the key to a championship. Get your texts in 0433981116. And now seems a good enough time to do this. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Brakes big moment. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Brakes. Yeah, now we did touch on it as we were going through uh, some of your correspondence, but uh, SVG has extended his series lead, and he would have had a clean sweep of uh, all three races if it wasn't for a very bungled pit stop. Triple Eight and pit stops uh, have been oddly not that good in the past uh, two rounds, isn't that? Yeah. But but there seemed to be a real issue with those real lefts up and down pit lanes, Stevie J. Yeah. They're all knocking the hub in trying to get those guns on. I, I, I don't... And it's not a it's, it's not funny. a hard rear left track, so no. I don't know I don't know why it's an inside rear. I don't know. I'm not. I've got to double check, but sometimes 
the left side is left-hand thread. So, right, right. Um, which it normally would be with the wheel turning that way. So um, maybe because it's left-hand thread, for whatever reason, in the heat and that, it's just mm. tightening more and more and they can't get the, the, uh, the guns to knock them open quick enough. But a lot of it seemed to be issues with the, um, with the wheel fastening or the wheel nut. Uh, lug nuts where you push push yeah. in the in the, the center of the So I, I don't know. It's a bit of a strange one that. Because does Lyco call him a, go- a dorgan or a gorgon? A dorgan. A dorgan? <laughs> I don't know, whatever he does. <laughs> <laughs> I've, what's called, a I've, called, I've called my son a dorgan on the odd occasion. Let yeah. me give you the strong tip. <laughs> but um, well, but let's we got to talk about one big thing that made a, an even bigger impact on the race than uh, SVG's obviously dodgy pit stop. But that, that absolute shunt at turn one, um, first turn... Everything goes pear-shaped, and I'll tell you what, if you were Anton De Pasquale, you'd be, uh, and you could see that in the in-car, when he was just sort of sitting there like, oh, and then he gets completely T-boned by Frosty. It was an awful day at the office for him on the Saturday, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It was a it was a very average day, and also, uh, I think the, when you look at it, we don't often see that, Matty and Nims. Mm. We don't often see, like, mm. when there's a car, you know, they're all professionals. I know, we know that the... Uh, you know, things can happen. But mm. if someone's sort of generally, unless they've hit something and bounced back out into the middle of the road unexpectedly, we don't normally see people pile into a car like that. You know what I mean? Normally they sort of, they're all obviously got spotters and they're warned and they go left and they go right and all mm. that. So it was just a bit turn of an one odd one. Turn one at Darwin's weird. And, yeah. But turn one at Darwin's good for that though because if you steer out of the accident, you're going to the dirt. Yep. If you steer left, you're going to loop the thing because it's quite a tight long loaded left hander. So it's a it's a bit of a weird one. I mean shunts on the weekend, mate. I don't I don't know about you boys, but I was able to actually watch a little bit of it all. Including the Australian Superbike Championship. And my God did they have two shunts oh. where how two people aren't they're not burying two or three people after that weekend, I will Wasn't that never know. Absolutely. That, for the fact that the air fence, and when you run bikes, a lot of the bike circuits around the world and around here in Australia have this air fence and it's to catch the riders because there's not much between them and a mm. concrete wall for the wall to be, for the air fence to be moved by the bike and then the rider to go straight into the concrete wall. I just think was terrifying and very hard to watch. And then the shunt at turn one with the no, yeah, no yeah, brakes or yeah, something, no brakes or struck throttle or something and shot down the inside, how he did not kill himself or another rider. I will never know. It was, yeah. Well, it so was. there's two things I'm not doing now, Nimsy. Or three things. Jumpy trucks and super Jumpy bikes? trucks, and I'm not riding oh, a super bike hang on. either. Yeah, yeah. I was going <laughs> to ask about that. The jumpy trucks, Paul Wheel. He, uh, yeah, good he, on he you, went Paul. over a few times. You're and so, helping. what does Mrs. Mack think about that? No, now? she's done it again. If you, In fact, if you go to the socials, one of our regular contributors actually asked on socials whether Mrs. Mack was going to allow me now still to drive a jumpy truck, given that Paul Wheel went over and making my, hard, my life bloody difficult to get into one of these things. And uh, I think she's answered on the social. Whether I'm, oh, I get a still, oh, oh. yeah, she's oh. Mrs. Mack has put the hammer down. It's not happening. <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> sound very good. <laughs> no, nah. but you just say to her, darling, he plucked first gear and drove back to the pit. It's exactly what I did say. But have you ever tried to have a level, reasonable conversation with your wife on something like this? Here we go. 
Dangerous territory, boys. Had to work for you. Turn into the skid. Turn into the skid, boys. Good point. Good point. Did you just say turn into the skid? Yep. Sorry, mate. She's oversteered. I've gone the wrong way and I'm headed for a shunt. Now, let's have a cheeky look-see at the top five after the Darwin Triple Crown. Can anyone catch SVG right now? Because there is a 221-point gap between him and his teammate, Jamie Winkup, in P2. If you take Shane out of the, th- it's almost like uh, what happened with uh, Scotty Mack last year. If you take yeah. the the guy that's clearly out in front of everyone else, it's actually a really well close to competition, close championship. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, but it's not, is it? SVG is no. dominating. You can't. I mean, you, there's just, there's there's no. As I think you said it, Steve. There's there's no comment section on the timesheets, and if you just look at the results, SVG's just. He's braining him. He's smacking everyone. He's braining him. He's having a dominant year. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, you know the car's fast. And, yes, it doesn't seem like Jamie's in P2, does it? Like, he's been up and down. He's had a few good rounds, and he's had some shockers quiet. too. Just quiet. He's been very quiet. In a retirement year, he's just being super quiet, but he's, he's putting been, a championship together. Yeah, he is putting a championship. But, he, but his teammates, you know, that's what I call putting a championship together. Yeah. With SVG, sure, so sure. um, but you know, obviously Jamie, you got obviously Will, uh, Will Davis in there is doing a great job at DJR. He's right on the hammer of Jamie. There's so many close ones, as you said, Nims, between second and sort of sixth, seventh. Mm. Um, but you know, you just got that one that's way out in front. But having said that, guys, you know, all that takes is you know one round to have a DNF and everyone's back in it. You know what I mean? So well, especially especially around like Townsville where there's big points for each day. Um, if he has a shocker at, on the Saturday at Townsville and then he has an average day on the Sunday yeah, and then, and say could Will happen. or Jamie win both, mm. um, it, he's back. He could lose the lead of the championship. So you can still see that's quite close. Is it still double points at Bathurst? Yeah, it's still uh, 300. Uh, 300 points. Imagine know? if, yeah. Imagine if SVG bails out. Keep that, keep that. Imagine if SG, if SVG whacks a wall, no points. Yep. And Jamie comes first. Yep. There's your gap. You know, you just can never write it off and until Scotty Mack did last year and he wrapped up over a 300-point lead before he got to Bathurst. Yeah. Speaking of dominant performances, congrats to Stevie J and the True Blue 3 for being voted the fan voted. Sorry, the fan voted as the best-looking livery for TCM cars. Good on you, Greg. Yeah, the best TCM car. Yeah, the best Which TCM cool. car. But Not you know livery, what? just it, the car. Yeah, the car. Oh, so, so the favourite car, but... It was it was close. Like that Cam Mason Mustang is a beautiful car, and mm. uh, uh, we're very privileged to win that. So just thank you to all the fans that did vote, and uh, you know we're looking forward to getting that back out on track very soon. Uh, there goes our segment four as well. Um, <laughs> that was our Bendix breaks. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> that was our Bendix breaks big moment. Put your foot down with confidence at Bendix breaks. You're listening to the driver's seat. We'll get to the power rankings in just a moment. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. There are some unbelievable scenes going on in the studio. You want to chat here, Steve? You want to you want to say something? Oh, uh, oh, oh, all right. What are you talking about? So let's. Oh, uh, folks! If only you could see the live feed of what's going on in here. Uh, eating a hamburger is Steve with about five seconds to go. Hamburger. Now, first off, first off, Maddie, let's point out that Steve eating a hamburger is not something that's unusual. Yeah, that's not new. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. very true. <laughs> However, that's right. what yeah. is unusual is yes. <laughs> why no why no bun. What's is going on? Is this, is this the start of a wild card? Are you getting in training? Because there is a naked 
hamburger in here. It's all lettuce. What's all going? Lettuce. What's all going? Are you trimming up? Are you getting ready for we'll, something we'll that put you haven't on our yet? Facebook page? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we've already had this fat and cholesterol chat. <laughs> we yes, to, we're not we going to have that again. We okay. don't need to go go down no, that road again. No, no, no. We do not need so to. It's go all down. about healthy and 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 you know preserving life, Matthew. No, oh, good on you. That's that's what fair, we like to see. Right a healthy good Stevie J. Um, quickly, mm. let's get to some texts. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen is the number. If you'd like to get in touch, we've got another one from uh, Tommy in Toowoomba. Uh, yes, Tommy in Toowoomba. Just a quick shout out to Jack Doohan on his win in the F3 at the weekend as well, which was great. We've had Jack on as a guest before. Great to see another an Aussie doing well in an F1 feeder series. Absolutely. Tommy, that was, uh, that was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, Taken a while, but he's he's over there and he's hopefully going to. Hopefully, it's not a one race wonder. Hoping yeah, it's going to be exactly. A and thing. he's in a different team this year too. So you know, he's been a bit up and down. And, you know, he's he's been in the Red Bull Junior team for a little while. He's he seems to be out of that now. So I, I think it's um, you know hopefully the monkey's off his back now and he can actually start you know putting in some of those efforts week in and week out. Just got a great message from Aaron in Perth, who is a regular listener to our podcast, and he's finally tuning in live. So welcome to live. Mm. Welcome to live on the radio, Aaron. Um, Wincup's comment about being angry, getting hip and shouldered at turn one by Courtney. Uh, what do you boys think? Fair comments or needs to harden up? Uh, I don't think you can tell a seven-time champion <laughs> to harden up, Aaron, but I agree with you. I think they were garbage comments. Yep. And I've got to say, if you look closely, he gave a fair return serve on more than one or two occasions across the weekend. So I was surprised that he said it. Aaron, a little disappointed if you if, if you ask for, 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 for my opinion, Steve, because – you know, that's what racing is, hip and shoulder. That's what, In fact, that's what we, as fans, that's what we want to see a whole lot more of. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the funny thing was, if you watch a little bit more of that race and possibly the next race, Jamie did it to a few other people, exactly what James did to Jamie. Mm. So, totally. you know, it's, it's not, you know, you can't, it's not a cot, uh, uh, what, what did I say? It's not a pot and kettle mm. scenario. scenario there, but, yeah. you know, you got to take as much as you can give. Yeah. And he's given that sort of driving. Over, over a number of years, over he's a given number a few of years, whacks. <laughs> you know what? And, and a lot of the time, he's not been he's been in a fast enough car and he's a fast enough driver to not really be headed or, or threatened by people behind. Whereas yeah. now, it's so much more consistent, I guess, from other teams that, you know, it's, it is what it is. He's going to get past. And if he doesn't like it, then too bad. Absolutely. Uh, g'day, fellas. In regards to Gen 3, there was a Fast Alley article in recent months saying Matt Stone Racing are investigating a switch back to Ford at some point next year. Do you believe it will happen? Uh, look, at, and that was from number ending 447. Didn't have your name attached to that one. But, um, oh, absolutely. Pete. It could happen. That's Pete. Oh, good Pete. Pete. Was that Pete, was it? Sorry. Pete. Good on you, yeah. Pete. Uh, yes, I, I think that's... Uh, that's a, a very distinct possibility. Um, well, they've been, they haven't been successful in their bid for a wreck at the moment no, either, which haven't. is They're a bit smarting. of a contentious They're issue. Hurting. I actually They're got a statement from, uh, from Matt Stone Racing. Yeah, Matt, uh, which, Matt put something out, which is unusual for Matt to do that. So I'll, I'll um, dig it up. Uh, talk about yeah, yourself, you can dig it up. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So that's interesting because. Um, uh, you know they're not. They don't get manufacturer support. In fact, really, no one gets manufacturer support. But uh, I think they're all going to look at what is easiest for them, and um, we will see. I don't think they're necessary. Any of their sponsors, Peter, necessarily aligned to their cars, um, and so I, I think it's a distinct possibility that they could um, 
that they could change. Absolutely. Switch, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, there's, there's a cracking one here, which I've got to read out from Dean. Isn't it Macca's, as in McDonald's, 50th birthday in Australia? 50 cent Big Mac. Big Max just for a day. When's oh, that? That mate? was last We're Friday. On. Last Friday. Sorry, oh, Dean. Are you kidding me? Dean, Dean, sorry, Dean, mate. Dean, you're killing us, mate, because, you know, we don't mind a Big Mac in this studio. That would have been, Dean, Dean. I would be, <laughs> I am so filthy at you at the moment because we were on last Wednesday. You could have messaged this in, given <laughs> yes. us two days' notice, and I could have saved up another, oh, maybe... Five bucks? You could have put it. You Your put son's a, um, going racing this weekend in a TA2 car. You don't have any money to spare. <laughs> you're right. Fan burgers, right? Your son's starting to get serious about racing, so you're about to have to. There's a 50-cent uh, piece that's super glued or aerodited to the footpath near my house. I would have chiseled that thing out <laughs> and taken it into Macca's and given him the whole piece just for a Big Mac. Now, this I, is. Oh, go on. Sorry. Hmm? I was just going to say, we've got a quick text from Rob in Brisbane. Good on you, Rob. It's very early to start talking about 2022 scheduling, but surely the Sandown 500 returns as a warm-up to the Enduro for the Bath- for Bathurst. If not Sandown, do you feel another warm-up Enduro is needed before Bathurst next year, especially with the new cars? Rob, that is a cracking text, and I absolutely agree. I would love it. Um, not tail and bend. I think it's got to be Sandown 500. Yep. I think it will be tail and bend. Um, there is talk about it during the week that there may be a As in this year? second enduro. No, next year. Next, next year. year. Yeah. Maybe a second enduro. I like the days of having the three enduros. I love the, the Gold Coast mm. 500 or 600 or whatever it was. Yep. Um, so, I, I mean, I really hope it gets to that. Uh, here's the quick statement that was put out by Matt Stone Racing. Matt Stone Racing can confirm that we have been advised that our bid for one of the two racing entitlement contracts that were up for tender have been unsuccessful. We are unwilling to comment any further on what is an ongoing concern except to confirm that we are committed to expanding to an additional entry next year and are considering all options to achieve that objective. Yep. He's filthy. Yeah. Just a smidge then. Another text there about the recent Speed Deli Fast Cafe uh, uh, story about supercars possibly being bought out. Two names being bandied around, the dude Paul Morris and Peter Addison. That'd be interesting. They both got enough money. Yeah, they have, Mm. absolutely. I'd, I'd like also, to see ARG take it. I've anyway. also heard heard rumours and, and things and, and looking at, at – I think I actually mentioned it to you before, Matty, on the show and Nimsy that, you know, I've got a feeling that there might be something in the way of a Tony Quinn slash Roland Dane Ooh. as well. Ooh, oh, wouldn't the fans love it if That's, Roland uh, Dane oh. bought the whole series? Well, apparently he owns it, he still, he owns it now. Yes, so. if you look at Inbred Supercar's Facebook page, apparently Triple Eight and uh, – Roland Dane, Rich Uncle Roland, they all own it. Well, get your texts coming in. 0433 98 11 16 is the number. You're listening to The Driver's Seat. Thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. We'll do the power rankings up next. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. In fact, they've been doing it for over 40 years and making tomorrow matter. Right now, it is time for our Power Rankings. This is the Driver's Seat Power Rankings. It's very simple. It's basically like the Brownlow Medal or the Dally M. Matt and Steve hand out a 3-2-1 votes for their for driver's performances over the weekend. Uh, we won't get into the TCR Australia ones, but we'll just quickly update you on them. Chaz Mostert leads uh, with Josh Bucken coming in uh, equal first with six votes. Three votes to Jordan Cox, two votes to Michael Caruso, and one vote to James Moffat and Dylan O'Keefe. Let's get straight to the Supercast Power Rankings where SVG leads with 13 votes. Will Davison in P2 on seven votes. 
Six votes to Chaz Mostert and Zane Goddard. Five votes to Anton Di Pasquale. We should point out too, Matty, you were right. Uh, the driver's seat, good luck charm, got Zane Goddard uh, one of his yes. best results. I think I texted you that during mm-hmm. the weekend, didn't I? Indeed you did. Zane Goddard. Um, there we go. Five votes to Anton Di Pasquale. Four votes to Brady Kostecki. Three votes to Tim Slade. Two votes to Mark Winterbottom. And one vote to Jamie Winkup and Andre Hairdryer. Um, <laughs> who, wants to, who wants to go first? I'll, I'll go, you first. go first. All right, go first. Yeah, yeah. I am going to go. Mm. Uh, do you want me to go three, two, one, or one, two, three? Oh, one, two, three. All right. I'm going to go one vote for Frosty. There we go. Mark Winterbottom. Oh, I think he had a pretty solid weekend. And oh, he hasn't featured in mine, but now I'm thinking I maybe should have. Mm, I think he had a really good weekend, and uh, he was fast all weekend. Um, you know, he was he was always up there, always up there in the front. You know, battling away, just missing out on a podium, really. Yeah. Uh, a few times, but um, I just think you know, it's a habit for him, for isn't it? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. But but he's putting together a good, solid championship, even though he's not uh, getting, um, I guess, podiums, which could come, you know, could come. But um, uh, I think just think nice, strong weekend for Frosty, and or both cars had a good, strong weekend. Scotty Pye was fast as well, so uh, one point to Frosty. I'm going to give two to SVG, mm-hmm. uh, and and that's not because, and that's because of his. Uh, racecraft and his driving on the Sunday. Um, his qualifying was okay. You know, like, I guess it was it was solid. Obviously, it was up the front. But, um, you know, not to his standard, I don't think. I think DJR have seemed to have faster qualifying cars than uh, yeah, he's Red Yeah, he's getting the good starts. That's what's Yeah, that's and what's he's getting the starts and, and executing. But I just, I'm, and people are going to probably think I'm biased here, but I'm going to give three points to Will Davo because I think that, he had an absolutely unbelievable weekend, and, and a lot of people don't really know what transpired on Friday. They basically lost the whole day Friday with a few yeah. internal issues of the car mm-hmm. that they found on Friday night. And then so from Saturday morning qualifying onwards, uh, the, plus they made that massive mistake on Saturday morning where the track was very, very slippery when they first went out to qualifying, caught everybody out. Um, they never thought that the track was going to grip up like it did. It, it actually got one second faster from midway through qualifying onwards. They got caught out. They didn't make Q2 and or Q1 and Q, you know, Q2 and Q3. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Yeah. It's, Must have been that naked confusing. burger you just ate. Yeah. But, um, you know, so he started well back 23rd or 22nd or whatever he was. But, you know, to come back through, he had a good solid race and then – two poles on Sunday and arguably if he was, I think it was out of those two, whoever was going to get the start with the amount of heat soak and following in hot air, very hard to pass. So because Shane was in front, he was able to pull a bit of a gap. I think if Will was in front of Shane, you know, Shane would have got to within maybe, you know, a second of him and then that would have been it. So I just think, you know, good solid weekend really from both of them. I'd love to give Shane and Will two and a half points each to be fair, Yeah, you know, but I can't. So I didn't. Okay. What about you, Matty? Uh, oh, shout look, out to anyway, sorry, Matty, we haven't got any time for you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, but just quickly, okay, too, three, two, shout out to um uh, to Will for getting those double poles too, because that's oh, his totally. first since 2014. Yeah, and, I, and and so I, I'm going to give Will Davo three points. Wow, for the weekend. Yeah, I I just think the pressure coming in on him after Scotty moving overseas and him being out for a year and coming in, I just think he's really gelling with that car now. We've got also a perfect, Anton, uh, perfect yeah, uh, it, 
Sorry, Nimsy, I was going to say Anton has always been the person that's been everyone's raving about. He's the fast one. He's the qualifier. That's that right. Sort of thing. That's right. And I don't think Anton had a great weekend. So I think Will, I think Will capitalised on that, and I think he's building the team around him as well as Anton, because I think Anton went in there expecting the team to kind of be built around him and to Will maybe just to support him. So really love that Wilbur, uh, Wilbur's done that. Uh, SVG, how could you not yep. feature him somewhere? So I'm going to give him two points. And I'm going to give Tommy Randall one. He's getting on the board. That pass on Anton was a ball terror. Yeah, it was really it was good, wasn't it? Gutsy. It was smart. It was a young guy laying down the law that when I come in here next year, it, I am not going to be an easy pass and I'm going to make you work for it. So that I thought that pass, if I could give him three points, I would. I've just, I've got to get him on the board. I thought that was a brilliant, brilliant confidence building pass. You know, the funny thing was it reminded me of, and he put it on social media, which I thought was fantastic. Uh, Carlos Saints, when he, when he did a pass and yep. he's like, I, I was I last that pass. Did I send it or did I didn't send it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and exactly. Tommy yeah. sent it. <laughs> that was a send and a half. And I love that's what we want to see more of next year when the cars are apparently going to be much easier to the, pass. The disappointing thing about that for me is not on Tommy's side, is on Anton's side. Yeah, he absolutely. clearly didn't learn from the nope. day before with SVG. Nope. Almost the same style of pass, basically. Yep. yep. And he let it happen twice in a row. So Anton de Pasquale very, did very not have a good weekend, no. in no. my estimation. No, he really didn't. And uh, no. I, I think here's what Fox Sport had to say about it. Richie Stanaway and David Caruso spun out on lap one. <laughs> Caruso's day went from bad to worse when he crashed heavily into the tyre barrier thanks to a shunt from Anton de Pasquale. <laughs> That'll never get old. Uh, you're, you're, you're listening to The Driver's Seat. Back with more right after this. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. A uh, big thank you to everyone for jumping on board the text line. They're coming in thick and fast, aren't they, boys? Yeah. I love it. How good is it? In fact, one's just come through... In relation to what I said a little bit earlier about Anton thinking DJR would be built around him, yep, that's why they gave Will the 17. I, I, I'm sorry, I disagree. I th- absolutely think that Anton did come in and has come in, and I, I believe DJR are thinking about the future of that team. Will is is um, a veteran of our sport now and has probably only got a few years years left in him, whereas Anton you know, has got potentially with that team two, four, seven, six, whatever it is, years ahead of him. So I think Will was the sentimental favourite for 17. He's a great ambassador, but I absolutely stand by what I said. I think DJR is building a team around Anton for the future. And that's from Little Mac in Toowoomba too. Yeah, good on you, Little Mac. Um, And we're also getting texts about being involved in our, uh, having like a fan vote. For our power rankings. For our power rankings. Yeah. yeah. If we're doing fan votes for power rankings, uh, then who was that, Nimsy? Who's text that in? Do we, can we see that? Let me. I'll, I'll, in? I'll investigate. You uh, can do that. Well, uh, so if we're doing a fan vote for power rankings, then you'd go three votes for Will Davis and two votes for Will Brown. You've got to give Will a special mention. Yeah. To lose a cool mention. suit in Darwin, that's bloody horrendous. Yeah. yeah. Be, that would be no good. Even in winter. Even in winter. So, and one vote for SVG for Sunday for the clean sweep. And that's from so, Ben in Dalby as well. Oh, that's from Ben in Dalby. Good on you, Ben. It doesn't come up on my screen, but good on you, Ben. And it doesn't. Nimsy just probably put the number together with the other one. 
And <laughs> well, yeah, well, the SE did. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, and Ben, we will get to your question about Jet. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes because we actually have the great man in the studio. So I'm going to drag him on air in just a few minutes and have a chat about what he's about Don't to experience grill him like on the you weekend. Tim Edwards. No, I won't Paul grill him. Kidd. First, I warn him if he gets near me, if we we race together, I'm going to send him to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if it look, no, no, I reckon, let's let's bring that up now. But so this is uh, this is uh, what Ben had to say. Excited to see how Jet goes in TA two. What are the chances of him getting a second run in the Morgan Park Shannon's Nationals rounds if it all goes well? Now, uh, Jet, are you there? Yes, I am. There we How's go. Jeez, Louise, I'll tell you what, mate. The first time I talked to you. you didn't have that deep of a voice. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, he did not. There's been, a, there's been a few things that have dropped since. So. <laughs> yeah. oh, like your bank account. Yeah, my bank account racing. is exactly what I'm talking so about. So, Jetty, you're going to have a run this weekend in TA2 at Queensland Raceway. Now, you normally run a Hyundai XL, so you're going from front-wheel drive that's got about 12.5 horsepower to a TA2 Trans Am car that's got 525. Yeah, look, I was definitely a bit nervous at the start getting into the car. Obviously, the massive changes that is compared to a Hyundai. Yeah. But really, once getting into it, I was quite confident in the car, which it sort of surprised me a bit how quickly I was able to adapt to it. Yeah. And I'm definitely a lot more excited coming into this weekend. Um, have you seen the weather forecast up here in Queensland? I have, and it really <laughs> ex- it, that excites me. Have we done any wet weather testing, Stevie J? Have we put him in? We've hardly done any testing, period. So, <laughs> uh, but and and he will tell you, and and I can back it up. He loves the wet. He's always loved the wet. Well, maybe not always, but as a kid and a go kart, and I would send him like if we were at the racetrack at the kart track. Um, as a seven, eight, nine-year-old, and it was pouring down rain, everyone else, all the other parents and the fathers would bring their kids in, uh, even if it's a practice day. Mm. Um, oh, you know, it's going to wreck the car, it's going to wreck the engine, it's going to, you know, I have to redo all the axle bearings and all the, everything else because it's more work. Mm. I would I would actually, and he'll tell you, I would send him out on slicks in the wet, and I said, mate, go and have some fun. Go and slide around, spin out. Learn. Learn, f- try to find the grip. You don't really, there's no lap time. Don't worry about lap times. Go out and have a bit of fun. And we just did that all the time. And ever since then, he's loved the wet. Um, we've He's won many races in go-karting in the wet when we didn't have the pace in the dry. And mm-hmm. luckily the final's been wet. And he's come through from P4, 5, 6 and won it by miles. So I am so confident in him. If it does rain this weekend for his first run in the TA2, I think that he's going to be he's going to handle it very well. It's a great series, isn't it? Like, I, I mean, I race in the Trans Am, which is now a national feeder series, and you can get your super license in and all that sort of stuff. But from a, a TA2 perspective, it's that kind of – it's exactly the same cars, but I, I guess le- a bit less serious, a little bit less pressure. Uh, how are you feeling coming into the weekend about really getting a – this is a serious opportunity, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's – Honestly, for me, taking that next step forward into the car is going to be really good, which I'm also really excited about. Even better for sponsors because there's going to be that more coverage now as well Mm -hmm. with the TA2s. Mm -hmm. And it's that good middle ground between a real, like a grassroots sport and the Trans Am National category, category, the ARG category, which is. And then obviously moving to supercars too. That's that's the hope, isn't it? Like you're looking. In the future, to emulate granddad and dad, and and maybe get into the supercars. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna try as hard as I can to get into supercars and do what it takes. But 
yeah, I think TA2 is a really good middle ground for getting, you know, trying to find my way into supercars. <laughs> Tommy from Toowoomba has just texted in. Maddie is worried Jet will take the Kubota Mustang off him. Which number is Jet running uh, as he tested in Triple Eight? Well, I'll let Jet answer the second part of that question, Tommy. But am I worried about Jet taking the Kubota Mustang? Nope. <laughs> and nope. there's good reason for <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, there is great reason for that. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. However, I must say, and Jet's going to answer that second part of the question, Tom from Toowoomba, I am super proud of this kid. We watched him the last couple of years, and to, to now see him coming up in – in a category that he's potentially going to come up and race with me in the future uh, or against me in the future, I think is is just fabulous. So what number are you going to run, Jet, this weekend? You'll find out on a Friday. Hey! There, there we go. Boys. There, there we, we go. But, it won't, but I love you. It's not triple eight. So, uh, yeah. That's, that's, that's quite funny because uh, that was one of the big keys that uh, um, a lot of people – commented on yes it was just and you know what everybody it was literally just a a coincidence that that car was number triple eight that it wasn't a it wasn't a piss take it wasn't nothing it wasn't it wasn't a poke at at anybody it wasn't because jet wants to take wind cups drive which he probably would if he got offered it anyway Um, (laughs) but um yeah it's just the way that it forked out what what i will say though is that um Jet, because of us coming into the series a little bit late, start yep. this year, not late, but, you know, we haven't started the year with it. Um, there is already a car that's number 17, and he's going to be running 17 for the rest of this year. We may get 17 for next year, but we won't be running 17 this year. So what does is, what is a successful weekend look like for you, Jet? If we're, we're I'm coming out on Sunday, we're, Mrs. Mack, we're going to come out and support you and, and, and make sure that you have a great weekend. What does a good weekend look for you? look like for you honestly for me just staying out of trouble for the weekend having you know having a just a fun weekend out yeah learning the car more learning you know figuring myself out more because obviously i haven't really been racing cars especially rear-wheel drive cars i haven't done any any laps in a proper race car yeah so for me even especially if it rains it's just going to be character building really over the weekend and remind me how old you are again 16 16 folks how's that but also, he's got to learn everyone he's driving against, too. He's yeah, got brand new people that he's never raced against. 16-year-olds, I could hardly get my son out of bed at 16 to do anything, to go for a learner's lesson, let alone driving a race car. at a really, really powerful, full-blood race car. Mate, we're really proud of you. Looking forward yeah, to the done weekend. Well, done really. Thanks. And we will cover it, of course, on our socials. We'll cover it next week because this is a big moment, the third, the third generation Johnson in a rear-wheel drive V8. Hey, we love it. It's a big moment. Never, for... never mind um, our socials, though. You can follow yeah. Jet on his socials as well. Absolutely. What's, yeah. a, what's the page? Give us a plug for up? your socials, Jet. Your so, what's your what's your Instagram handle? I think it's Jet Johnson <laughs> underscore seventeen. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Right, cool. And his mum <laughs> looks after it, so don't be yep. sending any nasty things. And he hasn't got time for girls now. Yeah, He's yeah, focused exactly. on racing, so exactly. don't send those We've either. always got time for girls. <laughs> 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 ah, take it up to the old man. Oh, Matt, we've no. always got time for God girls. God damn you, Grandpa. Bad influence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Classic. What a debut on the driver's seat from young Jet Johnson. Oh, you're listening to the driver's seat. We'll, uh, we'll get that podcast. We'll, you'll be able to find it on the driver's seat app. I don't know why I'm telling it, because if you're listening to the podcast, 
you know, it's all good. We'll get straight to the race rewind in just a moment. Well done, Jet. And uh, we look forward to seeing how you're going to go this weekend at at QR. But um, we'll be right back after a quick break. 0433 98 11 16. Love to hear more of your texts right here on the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Right now, it's time for our race rewind. This is the driver's seat race rewind. We do it thanks to Gates Australia. Don't compromise. Choose Gates premium belts, hose and hydraulics. We'll have a look back at last year where we had the double header at Townsville, but we're focusing on the 2020 Townsville Super Sprint to the Robson's Civil Projects Townsville Super Sprint. And this happened in Sunday qualifying. Nick Perkat grabs gears. He looks in the mirror. And what great success for Perkat at Sydney Motorsport Park. He wins our second race this weekend for the BP Ultimate Sydney Super It's not that bad, obviously. We'll get to the other one. Hang on. <laughs> Yep, uh, Scafie basically sums it up right there. Brad Jones wow. racing with a front row lockout, double poles. It was Nick Perkett and Todd Hayeswood scoring career first poles, back-to-back qualifying sessions. And Nick Perkett started it all off by edging Scott McLaughlin by 0.8 of a second in the first quality session. And he looked like he was going to go back-to-back, but uh, Todd Hayeswood got him by just 0.2 of a second. That was, 0.02. That yeah. was 0.02, 0.02, yeah. 0.02. Now, it was like even... Less than what you just said. It's it was crazy, wasn't it? Mm. And it's about the only highlight BJR's had probably in the last eighteen months, or the biggest highlight, I should say. Yeah, well, they you know they they got the strategy right at Talon Bend, and it was really cool to see Perko come through from the back. But yeah, you're right; it's been very lean, hasn't it? As a full team, yes. As a, yeah, that's, yeah, that's correct. Been a lean year. I mean, we get highlights from one or two of the boys, but um, it's kind of been. Pretty quiet since then. And um, I don't mean to digress, Nimsy, or, or go away from what we're talking about, but did you see that the fans of supercars voted Jack, Jack Smith, Smith yeah, as P1. the driver of the round? I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> so what actually happened there? So they're so taking the, the P1 double five? Well, the B, so the BP Ultimate uh, um, <laughs> performer is fan voted. And clearly, um, Jack... Uh, Impress the fans. <laughs> well, good on you, Jack. I'll be damned. <laughs> um, no, I'm just wondering because I, I, I will be the first one to sit here and say I had you were heaps going cars. on on the weekend. Mm. I was prepping cars. Jet had his run in the TA2 on Sunday. I watched some snippets of the races, but I didn't watch the whole race. Did Jack do something amazing nope. that I missed? No, not really. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I just think. Fans have been I would have funny. thought he would have been. Like, you got to have a good weekend to beat SVG on yeah, the fan vote, don't you? <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> anyway, I'm only mucking around. Um, yes. So, back to where hey, we maybe, were. <laughs> maybe he did a lot of stuff, like not in the car over the weekend. Uh, maybe he got out into the fans and he, he really mingled with the fans and, and um, you know, obviously turned a few heads that way. Maybe maybe that's what he did. It got actually up there with the sponsors and. Okay. I'm just trying to find the positives here, Matthew. Stop laughing. Oh, that's too. Funny. Sorry, Nimsy. Go ahead. Uh, now, <laughs> the reason I, I did bring up 
this Brad Jones Racing double poles at Townsville was now, obviously, if you look at the race results, uh, like Nick Perkat led for 10 laps uh, in race 19 on the Sunday, and that's why he started off on pole, and Todd Hayeswood led for 16 laps before. Ultimately, you know, the natural order sort of picked up, and SVG, uh, Scotty Mack and Jamie sort of dominated the podiums, but the parallels are quite similar because Brad Jones Racing had in the previous round, which was Darwin, another shocker there. So is there a chance that – I'm not saying that they're going to get polls. I'm not saying that they're not going to get polls when they get to Townsville, but that there could be a change in fortune heading over there. Because let's not forget, Nick Perkett actually did get a podium uh, this weekend. Yeah. He was actually quite fast um, up in Darwin. You know, like they were actually quite speedy, weren't they, the BJR cars? Uh, yeah, they were. I mean, they looked fairly consistent. They obviously got caught up well, in that accident. Working, yeah. And the Pizza Hut car, I've got to say, the Pizza Hut car looked absolutely sensational. Cool. And that's a great sponsor get from, from Brad. And a big thank um, you to the good people at Pizza Hut for giving me a oh, free I pizza did, as well. I saw. Well, that's that's because you're a sponsor something. You took a big photo of yourself eating a uh, Pizza Hut pizza in front of the Pizza Hut covered Car on TV. Hashtag branding. Hashtag Hashtag branding. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag hashtag smart. Hashtag hungry. That's all Um, I'm saying. And uh, thank you. Hashtag pepperoni. And uh, to quote the good people at Pizza Hut, thanks for sharing the good times with us this Supercars weekend. Uh, Have a free large pepperoni uh, lovers or cheese lovers on us. There you go. Good on you, Nimsy. Until the 31st of (laughs) August. So thanks, Todd. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, look, they they just weren't – they didn't do a massive – Job, I think they, you know. Did they, I see Macaulay? Macaulay was, well, put into the fence, I think, or yeah. squeezed himself into the fence around the front of Fabian Coulthard's car at one point yeah, there he, too. They're, they're showing flashes. Mm. They showed flashes, but as we've said about BJR a lot of the time, they can't consistently put it together. Look, it'll be really interesting, Nimsy. They've got all the data from last year. Um, I don't know what tyre compounds are being used in Townsville yet, but um, uh, they've got all the data from last year. If the track conditions are the same, they should be able to apply that. And um, and see if they can have another great round because I think they need some sugar. Thing is I though, is this a different is this a different format? Because last year it was a super sprint at Townsville. This year it's a it's a five hundred. Is in what Townsville? Yeah, because yeah. last yeah. year both uh, all of the all of the double headers last year were just super sprint rounds. Uh, yeah. with the shorter yeah, races. Like races. So it'll be 250 Saturday, 250 Sunday. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yes. So will that yeah, make yeah. more of a difference or would that play into their advantage or would it be? Uh, again, it depends on what track conditions are and, and what setups they apply to the car because, of course. It's not going to make any difference to qualifying. The long, no, it won't, no, won't make a change to qualifying, but the longer the races often go, Nimsy, this is where you separate the men from the boys. Good cars will continue to be consistent throughout a race with a good balance and not so great cars will drop off after about, Ten laps. Well, we actually laps. saw that with um, Chaz on the weekend in Darwin. He was ultra fast, sort of for the first half of his stint. Yeah, on, and he was hounding the back of Will Davo there. Uh, was it race two? Yeah. So the 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 first race on Sunday, but then he ended up, you know, five or six laps to the end, he was on his tail. Yeah. And then he finished eight seconds behind him. So yep. Yep. literally, the car fell off a cliff, or the tires fell off a cliff. Hell yep. of a scrap too between uh, Chaz and Jamie. Uh, it was. It was. Now that was a race. That was a good race. That was cool to watch. Um, we but, want more of that, please. But uh, that was our race rewind. As always, we do our race rewind thanks to Gates Australia. Protect your ride with complete system replacement with Gates belts and hoses. 
visit gatesaustralia.com.au. We're going to talk Formula One because it's getting a little bit interesting. Yes. Finally getting interesting. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) It is. Well, the French was great. We'll talk about it in a minute. Yeah, we'll do that next right here on the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. If you're wondering why I'm a little bit flustered, it gets to about this time of the night. Have you noticed, boys? <laughs> I sort of forget that we have a radio show and I just start talking. <laughs> Yes, oh, we, had that, we had noticed that. We're, <laughs> what he's referring to, folks, is we just came out of the ad break there and Nims, we're all just waxing lyrical about other things, bits and pieces, and Nimsy goes, oh, five seconds. Five seconds, guys, five seconds. But uh, anyway, hey, look, it is time for a quick little Formula One wrap-up. No. Oh, just happened on the inside of Vettel. They no, have touched. Max. That was inevitable. I hit the wall. <laughs> uh, coffee, Max. <laughs> <laughs> Five years that's been, I reckon. Oh, and we still yes. gag. We still have a laugh over that one. Oh, my God. I had to wall. <laughs> Copy, Copy back. Oh, too funny. <laughs> um, but uh, there is actually a real threat to Lewis Hamilton's Formula One title fight because, uh, and let's face it, it's been fairly boring in the past couple of years because last year you Hamilton think? crushed the competition, won by 124 points. 2019, won by 87 points. And, by, and in 2018, won by 88 points. So uh, Maxi Verstappen, he's in front. He is in front. That's cool, isn't it? This could be. You know, remember about five years ago, Stevie J, we sat in the Melbourne studio and you and your dad, the big dick, was in town. And we, we were doing our predictions at the start of the year. Was it was a bit, maybe four years ago. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you guys predicted Verstappen to win the championship. He might, we he, never said which championship. Mind <laughs> you, yeah, what year? Yeah, you might actually year? be right. It might actually come true this year. And is it? And I will say it, folks, because I've been outwardly critical. Isn't Formula One having a great year? Mm. It's competitive. It's fun to watch. It's. There was a couple of races ago. Yeah. You said, "Oh, geez, it better well, do yeah. something next time because it's starting yeah. to get me back snoozing again." Yeah. Well, uh, this time I will tell you, Mrs. Mac was snoring. And I watched three quarters of the French race. Is that because her little man Charles Leclerc was nowhere? Charles was no. Charles Leclerc was nowhere. He was P nowhere. He was P nowhere. They weren't he? even in the points. Either of them were no, not in the Ferrari points. Ferrari had an absolute shocker. Yep, Barry Crocker would call that in one. In fact, he finished sixteenth. Did Charles? So he was. You might as well pit. And yeah, just no good. Get out of the car. No good. But I mean, really great racing there, and to see. To see Louis coming down the straight at a million miles an hour, and Max just nip out of the pits and just get him. Just brilliant. That was really, really good. And how good Sergio Perez doing? Finally, the second driver at Red Bull is actually producing results. Results. And yep. there's some footage out there that that um, he was when he was in the lead, he was actually going a little bit slower than Max on lap time. And so they told him, and within one corner, pulled over, let Max go. Max got after it, got the win. That's how you keep a seat in Formula you One. You know what? Uh, that it is, and that's how. And I don't want to. We're talking about Formula One, but that's how. Red Bull have been working for years now with Jamie and Shane, and mm. and that's what that's what you need, and that's what uh, unfortunately Scotty Mack didn't have that, mm. unfortunately. Yeah. But at, at the moment now, if we can get both of those drivers back, they'll ha- they'll have that. that. That's that's what a real team is. That's you know not not being pride, not being selfish. 
I don't know what it would be like if it was she was on the other foot and Sergio was faster than Max. Yep. But having said that, Max, I'm sure, would do the same thing if Sergio was in the lead of the championship Ooh, for whatever reason. That's better. And, yeah, absolutely. And Max wasn't. You know? and, and, I mean, this is what Valtteri's been playing the game with Lewis. Valtteri's mm. been that absolute tail gunner, really, really close, and has been able to take points away, as Tim Edwards said, has been able to take points away from the Red Bulls over the last couple of years. Because, like Michael just texting, good on you, Michael, uh, boring Lewis winning all the time. You're 100% right, Michael. Anyone winning, whether it's in Supercar, TA2, Trans Am, Formula 4, TCM, or form, or Formula 1, the same winner is boring all the time. Can I just point so out? I, sorry, mate. I was just going to say, and I also loved Valtteri Bottas blowing up Deluxe over the radio <laughs> after he finished, after he crossed the line. Just, God, it was so good. Just to extend on what you were saying, Stevie, and uh, about like you know teammates helping each other, you just have to look at where Scotty Mack is now at IndyCar, like all of his teammates, like that team Penske four car outfit, there is not a person there that is not lifting their weight there. Yeah. Like they are all pushing forward at the exact same time, exact same pace. It's a team that gets along. And I'm not saying that because we know that uh, Scotty and Fabs were uh, great mates off track as well as on track. Like, um, but it really does make a huge difference when everyone sort of is in the same direction. Uh, It does. And, Mm. and you would have thought and looking, you know, back at, you know, maybe that uh, 2016, was it 20, no, 2017 championship. Mm-hmm. Okay, so where obviously Scotty Mack lost that in the end. Um, oh, yeah. After oh, the Craig Lowndes incident. You can't say he lost it in the end, but you know what? That Triple Eight team with uh, obviously uh, Shane mm-hmm. and Jamie and Craig, mm-hmm. the three cars there, they were all against one car and Scotty had no... No support. Yeah, well, but did, did, yeah. Well, in in 2017, though, wasn't that? Didn't Fabs also lead for like the first half? Like he had the he orange did. stickers on, and then he it did. just sort of fell away. Um, yeah, halfway through. So, which is often what happens, Nimsy. One driver in a team will have a great start to the year, and then for whatever reason, it unravels. We've actually seen it with Valtteri Bottas in Formula One mm-hmm. on regular occasions. He has, you know, wins the first Grand Prix or Line second or start. third, and just you know, he's up there, and then. Falls off the cliff. But for Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, and Sergio Perez, a fantastic um, reverse order somewhat of the of the normal podium, which was great to see. And also, Dan Ricciardo. It's about um, to say, yeah. Had a good race. Like, he's kind of getting there, boys. You it's know, Lando. This, what, it's only the sixth race. Sixth yeah. Race but as you, and I think everyone's saying that if you can – you've got five races. If you've come from another team, you've got five races. And I think he's just done enough in his French – to cement where he's at because he was much faster, much more confident on the brakes. Um, really, really good. And also the same was to, to should be said about Fernando Alonso. It's his fifth race or sixth race. And How good is he going? Top of Esteban Ocon must be feeling very, bloke. very flat. He's like going – he had the uh, – I guess that the, the upper hand on – Fernando at the start of the season, but now yeah. Fernando is just coming in leaps and bounds. And it Except he's just signed me. a three-year deal. He's going to be with at Alpine for another three years. So, uh, yeah. Uh, is, that, is that Fernando? Or is that, uh, no, uh, that's Alcon. Alcon. Yep. So uh, I think this season, in the context of right now, he'd be going, man, alive. What do I have to do to beat this Spaniard? Well, what he needs to be doing is he needs to saddle up next to him and he needs to suck as much Learn. information yep. out of that brain of Fernando's because he has got a wealth of knowledge and if Ocon was smart he would you know obviously try to drain as much as that as he can over the next 12 months and he'll be very much you know a faster driver and a a better driver for that. Can I pose 
a question for the socials, Nimsy, and or anyone who wants to text him. We've only got a few minutes left of the show. Is Yuki Sonoda the new Max Verstappen? Highly talented, loves a fence and or a wall. <laughs> and loves to blow up on the radio. But in a couple of years' time, could he be the same as Max? We'll pop that uh, text in. 0433981116. I was just reading some of these texts here that are here. Um, a couple one. Do you want to actually go through them before we get to oh, our just, final break? Michael text in again. Michael, love that you're texting in and your enthusiasm, mate. Uh, well done, Mark Marquez on winning MotoGP. Been a long time, well, since his injury anyway. Yeah, so. and, yeah it was and, great. and I'll watch. There's, a, there's a, a 200 and something days of Marquez that, that was on box and it was just yeah. brilliant about his yeah. comeback and just the emotions about it but but uh you know and obviously moving on from that staying in bikes how good is Remy Gardner going yeah three in a even row since it? three yep. in a row even yep. since he's KTM's since he signed fire. that deal for MotoGP in 2022 yep you know he had that one win signed that deal and he's just hasn't stopped winning since then it's been fantastic it's been a good it's been a great week for uh for sons of racing legends just putting it out there, Jet. Um. <laughs> he's laughing, Nims. His mic's off, but he's laughing. The week's not put the, finished. Put the pressure on the kid, mate. Jeez Louise, Nimsy, that's harsh. You're listening to the driver's seat. We'll uh, get to some loose ends in just a moment. But as always, we do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Uh, for over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. I've uh, got a couple of loose ends here in the uh, last bit of the show. Uh, the big numbers tuned in for the Triple Crown. Channel 7's second broadcast of the championship since regaining the rights. Uh, the Triple Crown gained a total audience of 2.22 million people across its platforms during the two-day coverage. Now, uh, it's the largest number for a supercars race not held at Mount Panorama, Bathurst, or the Adelaide 500. Now, when I say Mount Panorama, I mean because of the season opener this year. So, um, it's been the biggest numbers since the 2019 Newcastle that 500. That is busting to say something here, Nimsy, because he's gone... He's gone from a, a very light pink colour to, like, orange and red. <laughs> so he's obviously busting to say something. All, what have you got I, to say, all I will say, Amin Azor, yes. it's easy on Channel 7 to get people watching when there's no football on. Hmm. Well, that's, that's And free-to-air. And free-to-air. No footy and free-to-air get the big numbers. If there'd been footy on, you wouldn't have had those numbers. So no footy at all was on on the weekend. Uh, there was. Uh, the commitments were, but there was none during the day. There was uh, <laughs> right. so none during the same time. Well, so, but, the th- but the thing is, it's like people still have to switch on those tellies. Oh, yeah, I get. I mean, people are going to have their tellies on, but but I, I just think those numbers are a great story to tell, but um, I just think they're only big because there was no footy. Now, that may be me just being sceptical, but I just think no footy and no big numbers. Well, if there was footy on, there probably wouldn't be live coverage. So, well, and that's the point. Hey, there's it? been a, there's a couple, Maddie. There's a couple of texts that have come in uh, about. There's one here about Sonoda that you can read out. Can you read that one? Maddie? Uh, to answer your question, Maddie, no, Yuki is only in F1 to keep Honda happy. He doesn't have to keep Honda happy, champ. Honda's pulled out. 
Honest, so, yeah, they're out. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if he, Honda wanted him to be really happy, they'd go and put him into IndyCar where they actually have a mm. presence. But, you know. Hey, hey, did you read the next one down, Matty? How's this? Pretty sure Nims does karaoke singing on the weekend. Mm. How would he rate his performance? Nimsy, how would you rate your performance at karaoke on the weekend? It's actually funny you mention that because so... <laughs> we, uh, so we had In a fact, little... can you just give us a little example of the of the tunes you, you belted out? Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually picked up... I Will uh, Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Give us uh, a little crack on that. Stacey's Mum by Fountains of Wayne was oh, uh, right, my choice. Why don't you give us a few lines? I'll, I'll pass. Uh, there was, <laughs> I'll, 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 let's just say that um, there was a fair few ales consumed there, and it was it. so. It was essentially just to put that into context for anyone that might not have been listening to SEN throughout the day. Uh, we had a bit of a work outing, um, and we we gave the votes, and I, I polled P three, which I thought was pretty good. Well, that's all right. Did Hutchie win? <laughs> no, no. Uh, uh, really, Ma- Mandy in commercials did. Our Congratulations, we- Mandy. You get three points to you on the uh, karaoke rankings for the week. <laughs> and our, our weekend newsreader Judd also. Uh, Polled P2, but uh, Judster in the over 30 votes, I came P1. Uh, oh, no, <laughs> the over 30 votes <laughs> that is so good. Uh, hey, we've got to get another text, uh, not Sonoda related, but would it be, would it or would it not be sad to see Oscar Piastri end up in F1 in 2022? Doesn't F1 in, in, in F1 doesn't end up in uh, F1 yeah. in 2022, especially if it happens to win the F2 championship this year. Where's he going to go, Pete? Yeah, that's what he's saying, because if yeah. he does win the 2022 or 2021... Yeah. Um, Latifi took years, Russell took years, Lando took years. It's his first yeah. year. Pete, you know, I, I'd be very day, surprised if he gets an F1 drive. Yeah, but at the end of the day, if he does, and there's no seat there because, you know, obviously, um, when they're you go? full, yeah, they're literally course. full, obviously. Um, you know, they could put him anywhere. Like Alpine could put him in a sports car program in something yeah, yeah, for yeah. a year or two. Yep. I don't think it'll be an F1 racing. next year. I don't think it'll be an F1 next year. I'd, I'd love to be surprised because I'd love to have two Aussies in there, Pete, but I don't think he'll be in there next year. I think he's still got a, a little bit of learning to do. Uh, he's got time. He's got Mark Webber on his side. Mm. He's signed with Alpine. I think he's in their sights for the future. And, you know, maybe it might take another year or two for Alonso to, to finally retire, and then that might be a, a spot for... For Oscar, the young Aussie currently competing in F2, but I don't think it'll be next year. It'll be interesting to sort of see too because it, it's funny how, like, we saw how hard it was for Tommy Randall to get into supercars. Like, this is like a completely different uh, great, kettle of wood. Great, great comparison, Nimsy. Hmm. Absolutely. And when you've got in places like Haas, you've got Mike, or Mick Schumacher and you've got um, uh, Has a Spin in, <laughs> with, with a, a, an oligarch billionaire father, where are you going to go? But he's retiring. And who <laughs> Mick or, Lati- no, or has a spin? Yeah, he's uh, retiring. Yeah, he's going to be retired, is he? Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> and tired. then you've got Latifi in uh, in Williams. Um, Williams, whose old man is also a billionaire. So maybe Russell goes to Mercedes finally. Maybe Oscar could be placed there on loan. On loan. These are a lot of maybes, though. That's a thing. A lot yeah. of maybes, yeah. and and that that's that's. That's the point, Nimsy and Pete, who text in. Good on you, Pete. Uh, it's it, it's going to have to be a very big movement of the chessboard to get Oscar in an F1 car God, next hope, year. God, I hope George Russell is going on that goes to Mercedes next year. So do I. I just that'd be so cool. And if he and deserves if, it, the way he drives and and what he's he's done his apprenticeship now. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's ready for the. And we he's saw ready his for pace the in the bends. We saw his pace in the bends when he replaced Lewis. And if Valtteri keeps blowing up Royal and Deluxe on the phone to the <laughs> Royal team. Royal and Deluxe? Yeah, or? Royal. Oh, no, that was Royal and Deluxe. 
<laughs> when you drop when you drop the f bomb at your team about not listening to you in the race, that could possibly be a career limiting radio call. Just a quick. So we'll see. As we quickly wrap up, um, a quick fact when it comes to the F ones. The last time Red Bull had uh, three race wins consecutively, Mark Webber and Sebastian Vettel were in the team back in 2013. Yes, that's right. That's uh, that's right. Farewell between yeah. um, and, a long time. We just had a text it? come in. We did, uh, and don't forget Jack Doohan. We covered that a little bit earlier. His first F three one. F3 win. F3 win, absolutely. Yeah. So we covered that a little bit earlier. But thank you for texting in anyway. And a big thank you to everyone for actually texting in today. It's been uh, great to have your company. A big thank you to Tim Edwards for jumping on board. A big thank you to Jet Tim Johnson Hope. for jumping aboard. Tim Edwards. There we go. Thank you. Uh, and <laughs> we will see you same time next week right here good, on The Driver's Seat. Good luck, seat. Jet. Good luck. Don't crash. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91